0: In my many years of experience, I can tell you now that it's something much deeper that you're likely not even aware of yet. It's like a client who comes to you saying they need a website or Facebook ads or maybe a mobile app developed, but they don't even realize the deeper challenge or opportunity that's blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, then I want to invite you to apply for a Guru's strategy call where we'll dig into those underlying issues and get you moving forward like never before. The aha moments will shift the way you think forever and you'll finally get the answers as to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your strategy call. Go to com slash apply to start your application process for this free call. Once again, go to com slash apply to get started. All right, let's introduce today's guest. Hey, what's up, digital agencies, podcast listeners, welcome to another episode of the digital agency show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver, and today we are hanging out with Kim Barrett, and Kim owns your social voice he runs an agency focused on helping business owners focus on doing what they do best. He is a member of the prestigious ClickFunnels 2 comma club. Uh he's an award winner on that uh, that award from ClickFunnels. He's an international speaker speaker and marketer hall of fame. Kim, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. So, uh Kim Paint us a picture of your agency today. Kind of what what your general size is, what your focus is, uh, all that good stuff.
1: Yeah, sure. So we've got about seven team members that we have on board, and our the really and we we pretty much have a physical office here in Perth, Australia, and then we have a few like satellite people here and there that help us out also. And our big focus is really on driving lead generation for clients. We like to work with people that are good at what they do experts that really want to help people and then we focus on driving social media traffic from paid facebook ads instagram ads to high converting funnels to ensure that they get the best outcome possible whether it's leads or sales whatever it might be for them focusing on things like webinars live events here in australia online training programs and also use avenues like email and, uh,
0: and messenger bots as follow-up sequencing as well very cool, so a uh, host of things to get people more leads, more customers, all that good stuff. Exactly, and so we just go,
1: cool, what's the outcome that you want? You wanna grow extra 100K a month, that means you need an extra thousand leads a month, let us do our thing.
0: Very cool, and I assume that's a, that's a quick close, just
1: happens like that? <laughs> You'd be surprised, sometimes it actually does happen like that really <laughs> fast,
0: but uh, other times it takes a little bit longer than that. Nice, uh, so I mean, Kim, it sounds like you're passionate about marketing, you're passionate about running your agency and about social. Why this? Why this agency? When did you guys start? And kind of what was the, the catalyst for you? So we've been running
1: for about five years now. And um, I'd always wanted to have something in my own business. So I actually was working in corporate, went to university here in Australia, studied. I thought I was going to do be in some big international company it didn't really pan out that way. They didn't really tell me that it was, uh, there was like a hundred thousand of us all trying to do that at the same time. So quite hard. So, um, I went and actually worked in a company for like, for what I would say pretty close to free, um, for a year. And I, they basically gave me two pathways. So when I was in there, I'd already been doing marketing since I was a little kid, like 15 years old, um, online and doing some, you know, uh, like banner ad sales and stuff like that. Just things here and there. So what I uh, decided to do was I went to that company and I was doing some marketing for them and they got to the end of the first year there and they said, look, we need someone to come on. Cause I was also speaking to them about what they did. Um, they were doing like business growth and also, um, uh, like what's the right word, like performance enhancement for entrepreneurs, et cetera. So I said, either you can come on and be a speaker or you should focus on marketing. You can't really do both at the same time. So what are you going to do? And it took a couple of days and I was like, well, if I choose marketing, it means I have to back myself, start my own company and go quite hard on it. Or if I stay with them, I'm working in an existing business. And I was like, nah, screw it. I'm going for it. So then I decided to pull the pin and um, they were my first client, obviously. So they wanted to keep working with me. So uh, it made it a little bit easier. And that's, how, that's where then your social voice was born from there.
0: Very cool. I like how you essentially, I've heard a lot of people do this with past employers where you got on your own, your, your past employer becomes your kind of client number one.
1: Yeah. And I think it's just very indicative of you doing a good job. Like I've had someone come and work for me that we started a company together. He's taken it over and where his client also, cause he does such a good job.
0: Very nice. So how many clients do you guys have today? Like, I mean, I assume if you're doing mostly marketing stuff and some kind of retainer based billing about how many clients are you guys servicing today? So um, we, it kind of
1: varies depending on the ones that are on permanent retainer versus project base, but we're anywhere between 10 and 15, depending on the month, because we, um, we focus pretty heavily on high, high end sales for the, for our clients when they come on They'll, we charge anywhere between five and 10 K a month as our retainer, depending on what they're doing. And then we also have our education arm. So we do obviously have our done for you services, but we also, for businesses, especially in Australia, where they're not necessarily big enough to obviously warrant that um, investment, we'll also then teach them the systems that we do also. And we, we train them up and train their team uh, through a 12-week training program, which also is like a, a pretty heavy focus of ours as well.
0: Very cool. So you're not only just doing done for you, but you also have kind of some done with you training programs in addition to that.
1: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And then a lot of the time, people come through that training, and they're like, "Oh, well, can you do this project for us? Can you then take it over?" Because then they realize before they're like, "Oh, you just do ads; it's easy. Just get get me leads." And then they go through that, and they're like, oh, okay, we understand now that it's actually hard work."
0: <laughs> so, what are some of the challenges that you've experienced over the last five years growing your agency from you know just you deciding to go out on your own with one client to now having you know seventeen members of your team? uh, probably every challenge that would be possible. I think, uh, we,
1: we go, Ed, what are the challenges is <laughs> beginning with the letter eight. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, I mean the, the biggest ones for me were probably like, and it's funny cause I actually used to work in an accounting firm in Australia as well. I used to set up the companies and things. So I had a pretty good understanding of numbers, but I probably didn't know as detailed and deep my numbers when I very first started because when I started getting momentum and a few clients coming on, I was like, cool, hiring people just because I'm, I was, I'm, and still am pretty good at sales. Like when I, if people come to me and I can see that we can help them, I can I can enroll them in our vision and we can, and how we can help. But what started to happen was like, cool, bringing all this revenue in hiring all these people. And then I'm like, we're pretty much now we had like at one point when we've got like 30 plus clients, like 15 plus staff. I'm like, we're making the same amount of money as when we were down, like, what, how is this possible? And, and then like I heavily started focusing on my numbers, uh, great book profit first uh, for me by Mike McCallowitz was, um, was a great eye opener going, okay, cool. I need to shift some of these things to make sure that we actually make a profit because yes, we want to help a lot of people. And yes, I love helping people and supporting them with a job. However, we also need to be able to live for like and sustain our, our business growth. So understanding my numbers was a big one because especially in Australia, we have, um, and I don't know about everywhere else, but we have just our normal taxes. And then we have our goods and services taxes, which is another 10% on top, which you have to pay every quarter. So we're going through and I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is great. And then suddenly get a bill for like 15,000. I was like, hang on, taxes are due to the end of the year. They're like, oh no, 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 this is the GST. I'm like, haven't made that much money. And it's like, well, look, it's not that you haven't made that much money. It's that you don't have any deductions because all our money comes in in AUD. All the things that we use, like ClickFunnels, Infusionsoft, everything else is in USD. We don't get any claiming against that. So it's like everything that I'm pulling in, I have to pay 10 on off, and I can't claim any back. And I was like, this is terrible. Like, why didn't anyone tell me? Why didn't someone tell me sooner? And it's like, oh gosh. So that would probably be the big number one is Highly, highly, highly recommend knowing your numbers as best possible or getting the right people around you so they can tell you, hey, mm, you probably need a, to fix this up because that was a that was a big shock. We got through it um, you know, and figured it all out in, in the end. But it would have been nice if I didn't have to go through that stress, uh, that stress period there. <laughs> that would be number one. Uh how many challenges you, I've got I've got plenty more. How do you want me to keep going <laughs> on this? <laughs>
0: Let's talk about people, right? So you've got, you say you have 17 people in your team. You have your office in Perth. Is your, all your team there in the office or do you guys have some remote team as well? probably 90% uh,
1: in the office. We have a couple of people that just help us with like my personal assistant and stuff for overseas. And then some of our our sales team are work from home. So they're based in Australia somewhere, but we've got our team that do like appointment setting and then sales calls. They're all external to the office here. Sometimes they come in, but it just depends because there's a, especially in Australia, it's like a bit of a trek to get most places depending on where you live. So, um, yeah, we let them basically like satellite in, um, and, and work on, especially in the sales side of things.
0: So what are some of the things that you look for in terms of, uh, you know, building a team of that size? I mean, a lot of agencies struggle getting past like that four or five person range, or even that 10 person range, you're up to 17. So uh, what are some of the things that you've done to make that work? So
1: we're, we're at seven now. We had 15 and I trimmed us okay. down, to the, but this, the learnings were still the same because the biggest thing that I found is that you like if you're good at what you do, you should be able to teach pretty much anyone. So the, the big realization I had is because I do a fair bit of speaking around like Australia and, and the U S and stuff as well, is that I was able to teach, you know, at one time I rocked up to an event and there was like 55, 60, 65 year olds there who didn't have a Facebook account and I managed to help them be able to set up an ad by the end of a weekend. So I was like, I figured if I can teach them how to do it, I can surely teach someone in their thirties who's a little bit more tech savvy how to do it as well but the big things that I look for is more so like their personality type and their behaviors. So the big one, and it it sounds silly and everyone says this, but it's actually not that common of a trait, which is attention to detail. And I know it sounds silly and you think, Oh, everyone has attention to detail. It's like, no. And the, the reason being as well though, is that if you expect someone to have it versus showing them what attention to detail looks like is very different. So I, what I like to do is, make a checklist of everything that I would check and all the attention and detail that I would give to something so that I go, this is the level of attention to detail you need to have on this project or on like to get this outcome. So then I can kind of instill in them. Like if they already have a good att- level of attention to detail, then I can instill in them even more. And then probably the second one is I don't really know how to like,
0: it's, it's funny. Cause I, did you, have you watched the, uh, the fire festival documentary? Uh, this is like the, the scam. Yeah. I have not seen the documentary. I'm aware of what the Fire Festival is.
1: Yeah, but it's worth watching. Right? There's a few phrases in there, and sometimes it's funny because it's actually, one of them I was like, it's bad, but I was like, it's, it's, it's funny, but it's actually a, a good trait to have, which is he said, he said in there, like, look, we're a solutions-based company, not a problems-based company. And he was saying in relation to a lot of things that were happening that were wrong and bad, but that phrase to me, I think is very important because it's very easy to get stuck on a problem, especially when we're in the world of digital, right? It's like things break, things go wrong all the time. Like you're not going to have a day where probably something doesn't seem to not integrate, break, not work, and clients get upset. So the biggest thing that I always like to look for is going, cool, if something happens, tell me that it happened, that's great, but come to me with solutions and how we're going to get past it. Don't just go, oh, this isn't working. Like that doesn't give me any insight or any help. It's like, cool, here is our current problem here are three possible solutions that we can test. And the big, cause I think sometimes it's very easy to get stuck on a problem and going, well, this doesn't work. It's like, well, okay, that's fine, but we can't stick with it not working. How do we solve that? And to me, I think if you can have those, a couple of key things like that and then all around just a general good vibe person who's happy to have fun and can be lighthearted about things, then I think you've got a pretty much a recipe for success And you can train people to do build websites, to do Facebook ads, to build funnels. And like, it's trainable, right? It's teachable. But if they don't have those like sort of attitudes and their um, beliefs, then I think it can be very, very hard. And look, I've had people come on that have had that and stuck and they're great. I've had people that come on that didn't have that. And they didn't last because purely because of those, um, because of those things and then things started to pop up and they didn't, you know, they didn't have attention to detail. They, you know, they only focused on the problems. They didn't come with solutions. And it becomes very hard. But I think if you do that and then you enroll them in a good company culture overall, then you're into a winning situation or a winning scenario for growing your business. Because when we had 15 people on, the only thing that probably hindered us from actually keep pushing through more is that we had not enough of the 100%, 100%, not, not good people, but 100% people that tick those criteria. If we did, we would have kept going. But I wanted to dial it back, reinstill the company culture now with that team of seven, so then we can rebuild that back up again. And now we know also, even more so, what we're looking
0: for and what we're not looking for. Hey, what's up, digital agency owners? Are you currently an SEO agency or agency that offers SEO services to your clients I have some exciting news for you today. There's a platform called SEO Monitor that is built specifically to help digital agencies provide more effective SEO campaigns for their clients, ultimately helping you guys make more money and be more profitable. SEO Monitor is the only SEO platform that is actively working for you as an agency. Their platform is laser-focused on companies that are offering SEO services to their clients, providing deep insights on keywords, campaign-level reporting, and also a topic explorer that's going to help you provide better keyword research for your clients. Their platform understands the dynamics of running multiple SEO campaigns and also managing multiple clients under one platform. One of my favorite tools within the SEO Monitor platform is their forecasting tool. This tool literally allows you to forecast the value of SEO services so that you can go back to your clients and help pitch them on higher value services, which is totally in alignment with everything that YouGurus teaches. SEO Monitor offers a world class support team, so they're there when you need them and they have top level service level agreements to make sure that your agency is always able to deliver to your clients. If you want to find out more about the SEO Monitor and YouGuru's partnership, go to SEO Monitor forward slash D-A-S for Digital Agency Show. That's seomonitor.com forward slash D-A-S. On that page, there's more information about how SEO Monitor is going to help you level up your SEO game, deliver better results to your clients, and become more profitable. There's links out to their free Topics Explorer tool, which is pretty awesome, free for anybody to use, and I highly recommend it. They also have information about their Spark program, which is a $5,000 grant for SEO agencies or companies that are focused on SEO that have been in business for less than three years. So check that out at seomonitor.com forward slash DAS. All right, let's get back to our program. So besides culture going from 15 to seven, and I apologize, I thought you said 17 at the start, but 15 to seven, um, what, was the, what was the driver for that? Was it purely like culture or, you know, you were having some issues with scaling or like what was the thing? Was it losing a client that had you kind of, you know, cut, basically cut the company in half?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, it was definitely, it was it was scaling. And then it, it was also around the same time when I started looking into profitability and going, well, and because at the time, like, as I said, literally like I would, people were coming in left, right, and center that wanted to work with us and I was creating packages and things like that. So I, I take responsibility for not making it easy on my team at that time either by taking on and going, cool, yes, we'll do this work. We'll do this work and just bringing in too many probably variables. But yeah, the big one would have been like the, as we grew people's not faults or flaws, oh, yeah, I suppose so faults or flaws kind of got amplified or, my awareness of their, not lack of understanding, but some of the holes in their knowledge started to show up. So I was like, okay, well, this isn't working and they're not focusing on enhancing that either. This is not going to work. So I decided to, funnily enough, increase all our prices and then decrease our team. So um, that also helped us dramatically with our profitability. And then I said, great, now we're not taking on any clients. And because previously, I think as well, I potentially maybe had like a, I don't know, a bit of a, uh, what's the right word, like a, a scarcity mindset going like, Oh, if I don't work with these people, they're going to work with someone else. And it's like, well, now I go, well, now I also support other agencies. So I send referrals to them. But, um, at the time I was like, well, I need to work with them because I, I need the business. And now it's like, well, no, if you're not willing to do what our packages are, that's cool. And I'll support you and I'll provide you someone who who can help you, which has made it easier in our team for deliverability purposes, for systemization. But then also it's like, cool. If they come in they're at a certain level, they have, you know, when people are paying you five grand plus a month, it's very different to someone who's scraped together their last thousand dollars per month and they're like crossing their fingers that Facebook works for them versus someone that already has an established business and goes, we want to amplify what we're doing. It's already working and we'll work with you to grow it. So it enabled us to bring on a different type and quality of client as well as give them better service um, and allow us to kind of settle down and go, "Cool, what exactly do we want our business to look like as we grow versus just like, Growing and just for the sake of growing.
0: How did you personally deal with uh, kind of scaling up and scaling down? I mean, it's it's never hard or it's never easy to have those hard conversations. What were some of the things that you did to kind of cope through that that time? Just drink lots of alcohol. No, no, (laughs) no, it was
1: it it was very stressful. And look, to be honest, like I remember. So, like, I have something happens every time. I know when I get stressed, like on my hands, I get like this, like it's a, it's a weird thing. I can tell on my hands, they feel weird. And like a little bit of like change happens to my skin on my hands when I get super stressed and it was happening. And I was like, this is not good. So I started more focusing again on my health and training and just like moving so that I don't just sit in an office all day and you get stuck in those things. But then, and then, but the biggest one was, and one of my mentors shared this with me, which is never worry alone. And I was like, that's such a great thing. I'm like, I never worried alone ever since he told me that point. And then I would call him, I would call other people and go, this is what's going on. Luckily I have a good community of um, other people that have owned agencies, sold agencies and stuff as well. And I said, I'm going through this. And then everyone gave me some great feedback and then they're like, cool. And you know, they're going, well, one of the big things that happened when I was had to let some people go, they're like, well, if you had, if they weren't in your company right now, knowing what you know about them from the past month, three months, six months, would you go and try and poach them from another company? Would you try and go and get them and hold on to them and bring them in and give them, you know, like a, a double pay rise on what you're paying them right now? Are they that amazing? And the answer was no. So they're like, well, then why are you like, why are you worried about it? It's like, it's not in your best interest to keep them. And it's not in their best interest because you're hindering them from probably working somewhere else that maybe they're better aligned with. So when they said that, I was like, that's a good point. And I brought that up and I used that as a, as when in my discussion point, I was like, look, it's a hard conversation to have, but, this is what we need. It's not being provided. It's not in either of our best interests for you to stay here. So like, and I supported them and, you know, gave them made sure that they had time to find new roles and all that sort of stuff. But I think that was the biggest one was getting that outside support and going, cool. Like, here are the problems I'm having. Has anyone else had that? But as well, once I, as soon as I shared I immediately felt way better because as entrepreneurs, as agency owners, you kind of like hold on to everything, like, Oh, everything's breaking. And so as soon as you like tell people that, oh, actually, it's so good. It's not that bad. Like, and these people have the same problems too. Awesome, I'm not the only person.
0: <laughs> For sure, I lo- I love that. Never never worry alone. That'll definitely make it to our our show uh, highlights and takeaways. How do you guys? Uh, I noticed in your your uh, your bio when we first started chatting, uh, you got uh, some ClickFunnels recognition. Congrats on that. You also speak and made it into a marketer hall of fame how do you guys primarily attract your clients? Are you using, you know, are you, are you using the same stuff that you help your clients with or do you have some other methods you guys typically lean on to, to attract new yeah, customers? Yeah, I'll tell you that.
1: As I was on another podcast the other day and the same thing. And it's like,
0: you know, how do agency owners get
1: their things? I was like, well, for me, I do Facebook ads. So I was like, it would be pretty poor of me not to use Facebook ads to get clients in if I'm telling everyone how amazing Facebook ads are. So our big heavy focus is definitely Facebook ads. I would probably lean on that too much. Um, I would say because, you know, like if we look at, you know, risk mitigation in business too, probably shouldn't, it's not good that 80% of our clients come from one platform. So we, we have been like expanding that to make sure that that comes down. I want to get down to like 40%. It's my goal. But so Facebook is definitely the big one. Um, now we've added on YouTube and Instagram, which we do get some uh, leads flow through from, but the probably the, where I get the best clients that come through and the ones also probably willing to spend the most money is from events. So I was, when I speak at events and things like that, or when I go to an event and network and have like, like a third party validation or third parties that, like for example, you go to ClickFunnels event, you walk on stage, you get a Two Com Club award, and you come off with it. People look at you differently than when when you're on the stage before. So it's always interesting and you know, like you go to any of those events and literally they've got their name tags and you've got all the little stickers of your achievements and people like walking by sometimes like, are you looking at my crotch or what? And it's like, no, no, I'm looking at you. I'm looking at your badges <laughs> on your thing. And I'm like, okay, cool. But it's interesting because they, 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 definitely um, approach you differently and they talk to you differently than when you don't have those on, which I, I tested on the first day, I, like, I didn't have anything on my thing. And then the next day I went and got all my like to a common club, all the stuff. And then everyone's like more people coming and talking to me. I was like, it's a pretty interesting, like, uh, phenomenon. But when I do go to events and speak, nine times out of ten, anyone that wants help that recognizes that I know what I'm talking about will come up to me, will message me after, will try and connect with me in some way, shape, or form. Which is also why I'm trying to do so many podcasts this year. Um, I have a goal of doing 150 podcasts in the year, purely because I'm not speaking as much this year. Like I'm staying, not staying home, but I'm. It's a bit quieter, even saying that I've already done four three international trips and it's only February, but it's a quieter year for me of travel. So that's why I'm focusing on that as well to try and interact with people. Because most of the time when people hear me speak or they listen to something or see a video of mine, like the relationship starts building and it's just a much easier conversation than uh opt in for my, you know, free ad template and then they jump on a call with our team. For
0: sure. What's what's next for your agency? What are you thinking about in terms of the next, you know? three to five years of where you want to take this thing. So
1: the, um, the big thing that we're focusing on at the moment as well is that we've, we've actually packaged up and we're licensing all of our, our IP that we've built our agency with. So our internal systems, processes, management systems, everything that we do, we're packaging up and providing to other agencies as well, which is getting really good feedback so far. And because we also like uh, a good exercise that we do and I encourage people to do is, every quarter, every year. is like take stock of all the assets that you have. And there's a great story I heard about, and I read it a couple of times just over Christmas. And then it like reinstilled in me to go back and look at this was a story of um, Henry Ford when they were starting the Ford Motor Company. What that happened was they they were using so much timber when it came through that they bought a lumber yard. And what they found was when they were getting so much lumber come through, they started getting all of this sawdust. And they said, well, what do we do with all this sawdust? Well, they started packaging up packing, packaging it up into bricks to be sold to use in fireplaces and things like that. And so the, the whole like premise of the story is like, there's probably byproduct of what you do in your business that someone else would be able to utilize and you could sell. So I said, what do we have? And i like, I've got a big glass wall in front of me. I started scribbling and I was like, well, we have our systems. We have all this stuff that we have for our agency. And then on the other side, I was like, well, we also have people that come to us that don't want to spend five grand a month but they need help and they need help from good people. And I was like, well, what if I put all of that together, including referrals and everything like that, and provided that to agencies, give them all of our systems, give them the people that don't want to spend 5k a month yet with us and help them grow. I already have it all. I don't have to build it. It's like, it's in our business. You're being used every day. Why don't I provide that to people? And I'm not talking like the guys these days you see us like, Oh, let me help you start an agency and go from zero to 10k whatever it is. It's like, no, if you are an agency already and you want to grow it, that's who I want to work with. And people that actually have experience, not someone who's opened up their cereal box and pulled out a Facebook ad certificate and now they're agency. That's not who I want to work with. But by doing that, I was like, wow, there's that in our business has huge opportunity, as well as we have quite a few good opportunities for joint ventures, where there's um, some big businesses that want us to come in as a marketing partner, and help them grow like exponentially. And we'll get we'd potentially get a big upside from that as well, which is really exciting for us.
0: Very cool. So doing, moving more down the, I mean, I love the the uh, packaging your exhaust or sawdust, right? Uh, uh, one of the first books I read on business was 37 Signals uh, Getting Real. Uh, and they, they talked about that extensively in there. And it just like always implanted that in my head. So definitely love to hear that. And also on doing kind of more, done with you stuff right so not just doing the services but also launching other productized services so congrats on on all those fronts we've talked about a lot of stuff we talked about your you know kind of general agency structure kind of your views on people and culture on numbers and and you know advocating profit first by mike kalowitz are you ready for our lightning round yes all right let's do it what is the best advice you've
1: ever received help enough people get what they want you will get everything that you want which of
0: your personal habits has contributed most to your success? Getting up before 5 a.m. I'm a big fan. Uh, share an internet resource, a tool or an app or software that you use that you think our listeners would find valuable. Oh, that's an interesting one. If no one's using it,
1: Zapier. I find a lot of people know about it, but they don't use it enough and use its capabilities. It's so good. What book would you recommend and why? Oh, Good one. Uh, the Goal by Dr. Eli Goldratt, which is around the theory of constraints. It's an amazing book, and I recommend the audio because it actually, it's, it's it's such a good audio book.
0: Nice. I actually, uh, I I had that. I bought that book. Gosh, it was recommended uh, at, by Vern Harnish at Traveling Conversion, probably back in twenty fifteen. I bought it, and it sat on my shelf until the fall of last year. And I just read it, and I have to say, I was I was immensely impressed. And I thought, I wish I would have read it way earlier. Uh, so definitely can stand by that book recommendation for all of our listeners. Kim, how can our audience find out more about you? Is there anything that you have that they can check out? Yeah. I mean, the
1: best place is our YouTube channel. We've been going really hard on that. Like I said before, we're mitigating our risks. So we want to grow all our other channels. So our YouTube channel, Your Social Voice, we release two content pieces on there a week around sales, funnels, ads, business mindset as well. And then, um, on my personal Instagram, if you want to see what I'm up to, or if you want to just ask a question, chat or whatever, which is at real Kim Barrett. Um, I'm spending a lot of time there at the moment
0: as well. Very cool. Well, we will link out to those channels. We'll link out to your uh, Instagram as well as your website and, uh, include lots of other takeaways and highlights from this show over on our website, yougurus.com forward slash podcast. Check that out. If you're on the road right now, when you get home, Scroll down to Kim's episode and you'll find all those show notes and lots of other resources, links out to everything that Kim referenced, the books, all that good stuff will all be there in our show notes for you guys. UGurus.com forward slash podcast. Kim, thank you so much for stopping by the program today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right, guys, that is our program for this week of the digital agency show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming at you to help you grow your agency. So you can achieve freedom in your business and life until then. I'm Brent Weaver. Thanks again for tuning in to the Digital Agency Show. Before we close out, I wanted to check in on your answer to my question from the beginning of the episode. Are you stressed out, cash crunched, fed up with your business? Now, if you feel this way, you might think that you have a lead generation problem. Maybe that it's the area you live in or that this market has gotten too competitive. Maybe you think that your business can't be turned around. And I want you to think again. In my many years of experience, I can tell you now, it's something much deeper that you're likely not even aware of yet. It's like a client who says they need a website, Facebook ads, or a mobile app, when they don't even realize it's a deeper challenge that's blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, then I want to invite you to apply for a strategy call where we're gonna dig into those underlying issues in your business and get you moving forward like never before. The aha moments that you're going to have will shift the way you think forever and you'll finally get the answers as to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your YouGurus strategy call today. Go to yougurus.com apply to start the application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com slash apply to get started. Thanks again for tuning in. Join us next week for another episode of the Digital Agency Show.